Dente Rigamortis presents Anime Rigamortis, featuring those boys from the only comedy Dragon Ball podcast in the universe, so sayeth Slenderman, Aaron and Vince from Kame House Party. Hello. Oh, and hello. <laughs> Slenderman, that's, that's high praise from Slenderman. I know, I, I feel like Slenderman is a very, very choosy critic. Doesn't come out yeah. with his opinions much, but I'll take it. At the same time, how does he talk anyway? He, <laughs> he doesn't have a mouth. He tweets a lot. Yeah, I was <laughs> yeah, going to say yeah. you're not you're not on uh, Apple Podcasts because <laughs> Slenderman has put in the work on the reviews. Oh god! <laughs> and of course, I'm review host. Hi. <laughs> um. So yeah, it's an anime rigmortis episode. Uh, I I was able to wrangle the guys back on <laughs> to discuss a anime that I think we've mentioned in one of the previous ones, but if not, like you guys introduced me to this one. Um, we are going to be touching on uh, Decadence, uh, a very interesting anime <laughs> that likes to flip you flip it flip its premise on its head. Oh, yeah, um, I in when it first came out, uh, I four I there's at least four people that I know that I actively got to watch this because I was yelling about it for a couple weeks. <laughs> he really streams. was. Yeah, he was he was yelling every every time we recorded. <laughs> And then sometimes when we weren't recording, <laughs> Aaron would just show up on my t- Hey, have you watched Decadence? Hey. Are you watching? It's so good. You should watch it. Just just watch the first two episodes. Then tell me <laughs> if you like it or not. After that, it doesn't matter. Aaron was Navi. He's like, hey, listen, check out yeah. this Decadence. <laughs> Hello? It, it didn't help that I couldn't tell anyone anything about it. I know. Because that was the whole appeal. It's just, I, I have to matrix you. Here, just take this pill. Into my spooky, dilapidated apartment building. Don't don't worry about it. Trust to touch me. This, touch this mirror. Slide down a tube. Go to go slide to up. Wonderland. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. No. It's yeah. Spoilers ahead. Whoever's listening, to it, go. Yeah. I, I, to to uh, to repeat, Aaron. Go check out Decadence, people. If you're happy. You, yeah. No. Just first two episodes. That's it. I think you can. Yeah. I mean, we'll spoil the whole thing, but oh, wait, yeah, we're spoiling the whole. We have to. <laughs> like yeah. most of my notes are about the about the 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 series as a whole. <laughs> so, but bef- but before we get into those, if you don't want to be spoiled, go watch it, please. It's, yeah. it's worth your time to watch those first two episodes if nothing else. Um, but then, and then decide yeah. if you want to come back, <laughs> and then and then come back, and then yeah, just do do that. We'll wait. Yeah, look, guys, I don't think they're coming back. <laughs> No, they yeah they took their jacket so oh crap uh, <laughs> jacket and umbrella they're not coming back damn it all right we'll just go with it with them. <laughs> so yeah um to just to kind of give like a, a i guess a general thing for it uh so the anime combines uh the themes from like mortal engine uh attack on titan uh and a little dash of both avatar the, the james cameron film not last airbender <laughs> and starship troopers to a degree it's it's basically a YA novel, the anime. Um, it starts with um, a post-apocalyptic setting where uh, 90% of the population of Earth is destroyed in like a far future by these creatures known as the Gadol. And the survivors live in this mobile fortress 
with a giant cannon um, that they like move around the Eurasian, like this Eurasian uh, continent. Uh, and they use like anti-gravity tech and harpoons to siphon the blood of the Gadol to fuel their technology. Um, and that's in the first episode. You kind of get the gist of all that. Um, and then episode two comes around. It's, it's episode two that they 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 you, we get the the big the big reveal, right? Or is it the end of episode two? They waste no time. There is a hint yeah. <laughs> at the end of episode one, uh, just because I distinctly remember. I think I yelled out "what" out loud to myself <laughs> alone, and then immediately watched the next episode because yeah. they do, yeah they do the flip suit right then. Yeah. So mm-hmm. also yeah. So episode one and two, we're we we we're we're focus we focus on this this girl um natsume uh, natsume yeah natsume. um and it's kind of like a, again why i said ya novel um is it's kind of like her what uh she she uh, lost her arm uh, at a young age um and lost her father uh because of an incident out in the the wastelands because of the gadol um and now it's like a couple years later and she's trying to she she strives to be the in the warrior cast or the hunter cast <laughs> um but she gets uh, designated to basically cleaning the outside of uh, Decadence, the the mobile fortress, and it's there that she meets her her supervisor, uh, Kaburagi or Kaburagi. Uh, Kaburagi, yeah, Kaburagi, yeah. Um, and I think they also in the first episode we also introduced to uh, Pipe, correct? The little, I think so. Right, it's in that initial meeting with. <laughs> Kaburagi that pipe is like discovered by Natsume. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just like what? Oh, it's a Gadol that doesn't hurt people. It's like it's like it's like because it, it's clearly of Gadol design. What mm-hmm. it is, mm-hmm. um, but it's like a little puppy base. It's like a little pug yeah, <laughs> in like Gadol a, form. A pug bug, I would say, like a little <laughs> yeah. pupa, little thing. Very cute. It deserves yes. all the plushy love. So if nobody's making that decadence plushy, uh, TM, I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a cop that. Yeah. Um, they'd be fools to not have merchandise of this thing, this poor little, this little thing. Um, and yeah, a lot of stuff is, happens in this first two episodes of the show. And then, yeah, she she's getting trained by Kaburagi, who, or uh, Kaburagi, right? Yes, Kaburagi, um, because it's revealed that he was actually a former hunter class. Um, and so, like, she strives to be like to try and get into the warrior class sort of thing. And things are looking up things like she gets she improves she she acceler excels uh through like some through hard work and training and then episode two drops and we get a very interesting twist where turns out the post-apocalypse i mean it's still post-apocalypse i guess if you think about it <laughs> um but the world that nuts uh natsume yeah natsume lives in and like where most of where all of humanity lives in is actually like a like a real life video game for cyborgs who are in charge of the the rest of the planet and the, the like the continent they live on is just like a, a like a cordoned off like dome that the uh, uh that they 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 is their play zone basically yeah. and like there are among the among the survivors of humanity there are people who are like avataring into bodies these cyborgs are like kind of jacking into bodies um or sleeving into them and live and, and playing among the among the humans, so it quickly becomes kind of a subversive, like what is like like reality sort of thing, and also breaking down the system because the system is like kind of set on maintaining this kind of prison for humanity, as mm-hmm. a uh, as the cyborgs like 
game or like it's basically like a, an MMO or video game for the for the cyborgs. Oh yeah. And the cyborgs uh they look as they they're so cute. <laughs> it's like a mix of minion and like weird robot design and they all yeah. like are colorful uh super, yeah, the, like it's reds, blues, green. Everybody looks different. No two cyborgs look this. Yeah, the yeah, the art the animation style or the art style for the the cyborg world and the cyborgs themselves is drastically different from the the human world basically. And I, I liked I liked how they did that where it's like they they really add like a contrast to like yes this is like in the in the human setting and then like we have the the cyborg setting which is a lot more like vibrant and colorful whereas the human side is a little bit more kind of earthy and like more like a, almost like a traditional um i guess anime series from like the early 2000s whereas this one's very much like kind of almost like the like the uh summer war um avatars if you guys mm-hmm. ever saw the summer wars uh, anime film yes um, or like the the internet or the internet sections or segments of the uh, the Digimon movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. That that is that I know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's by the, the same the same uh, director of that of like those sections of the uh, of the Digimon movie went on to make basically the same plot as Digimon movie, but his own IP version of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, same kind of like art style, similar kind of art style, like the very cartoonish, like like you said, minions uh, designs, like almost like cutesy designs, but. And then, like they, it contrasts with the more like proportionate, more like per, like proper perspective for the human character uh, character thing. And yeah, Kabaragi is a cyborg um, who uh, slips into a into a human um, shell and learns that his the system of his cyborg uh, society is wrong <laughs> for doing what they've been doing to humans and such, and decides to just tear it down. <laughs> uh, with the help of an unsuspecting Natsume, because like it's very like early on that they don't like because like he 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 kind of leaves her in the dark up until the like the mind blowing reveal that she gets that her whole world is a lie. Yeah, for sure. I think it it I don't want to say that it's simple, but the plot is very much like it. It feels like Kaburagi just decides like you know what I've had enough. I'm gonna tear it all down. You're either with me or against me, and. He just like continues that level, like that slow rise of like, I'm still, I'm no matter what happens, my goal is to ruin this whole thing for everybody. Yeah. It's like, like consequences be damned. Like, God, the, that, that once the scene where he like, um, where he, what is it? Like he clears the, basically clears the board of all Gadol, um, mm. including poor, poor little pipe. That is oh, the most no. heartbreaking fucking thing. <laughs> like they gave us a sympathy pet in that in that show. Um, yeah, that. Uh, no, yeah, hated that. Yeah, yeah, that was not fun. And they because they don't they don't show it. It's not like well, here's a scene of pipe like suddenly falling over. No, disintegrating. It's, Thank God they don't. It's so much worse though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they it's just, all implied and. And they just cut back to like a, a collar on the ground. Yeah. I'm like, no. Because it's like almost like I think that's worse. Because like it, it to me, like there was a moment in my head, I was like, well, maybe he's still there out there somewhere. Maybe he just took off the collar. <laughs> no, no, no cultist. He's dead. He's gone. Well, I, w- I was hoping. I was like, oh, because they also talk about like part of Kaburagi's job given to him by the system yeah. is to find bugs in the system and terminate. Right. And bugs yes. in the system could be I think they're I think it's supposed to be humans who are going against their programming or uh other things like that. Yeah. That like, he's doing like in secret. 
yeah, yeah, that, yeah, because that's covered. That's kind of shown in I think the first episode where like he's like when he's off his day job, he he goes out into the night and like starts stalking people like a serial killer. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then yeah, and then I think uh, Natsume fi- like sees him do like in the act of it and thinks that he's like some kind of murderer, <laughs> uh, but really he's just a he's just like a, a debugger. <laughs> Yeah, like he's, he's a he's anti he's an he's, in-game debugger. He's one yeah. he's like an Activision uh, admin who's playing Call of Duty. <laughs> he's quality assurance. Yeah. He's a QA. Cuz I thought uh, because Pipe was like technically a bug, maybe he wouldn't have gotten wiped with all the other Godal or yeah, the Godal and it was it was so sad when when oh, it was God. revealed he did not yeah. work Pipe. It was almost yeah like uh, again closer to the ending we get like a kind of a bittersweet moment where like Natsume has like a keychain or like a little like a little like uh like a pin or something like that on her on her car or on her vehicle that is uh, of pipe and I was like oh you they, like first off that's merchandising right there <laughs> but secondly I was <laughs> oh, speaking that, of I, merchandising Aaron dropped some link that I'm going to spend too much money on in the chat <laughs> <laughs> AliExpress is legit right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah everything's everything's all like an illusion like like human existence in this series is an illusion <laughs> effectively <laughs> it's just like we are we are but game we are but npcs and game assets for for a for a cyborg society mm-hmm. um i think uh, yeah i think an aspect that uh they that really put them over the top for me was that there's a lot of uh, commercialism. There's a lot of like anti-capitalist, I think sentiment, uh, yeah. it, it, it somewhat more, but more so anti-establishment. Um, yeah. so the first half of the show is, uh, uh, so the first half of the show is not Sumay. I go like, I want to join the gears. I don't want to f- defeat all the good Cause if we destroy all the good then, you know, we'll, we'll be free and we can leave decadence and we can like actually, not just be in a dumb fortress all the time. Yeah, we can, and, we can live and not just th- we can thrive and not just live. <laughs> yeah, and so they're they're like on the human side, they think, oh, we found the mother of all the the Gadals, and if we can defeat this, we'll be good to go. Uh, behind the scenes in the cyborg world, this is just an event. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's just a special event. Yeah, they're all the waiting at the uh, at the at the gates of uh, of uh, what the hell's that World of Warcraft Desert Zone, Silithus, <laughs> waiting for that gate to, for the gate to open so they can go and fight uh, Nergal. Yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is this is hot DLC. This yeah. is once in a lifetime drops. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm going to speed past some of it, but like Natsume and Kaburaga, they kind of come together and do the impossible, which is defeat this boss, which is not what it was designed to do. And by defeating that boss, like all the humans are like, oh, we're we're free. We did it. We defeated this. We're we're good to go. Like we can leave decadence now. All of a sudden, the weird hologram that the that the cyborgs have over the earth lifts up, revealing more content. Yeah. <laughs> An expansion pack, more things to fight. And the humans are like, all the like cyborgs who are playing are like, oh fuck yes, this rules. You know, I can't wait till next month. I'm going to take off work for that mm-hmm. weekend so I yeah. can play this. Uh, and the humans are like, they don't know what to do. They don't understand. They thought they had won and that victory was ripped oh, ripped away from them. And like the fact that that happened so early on, because this yeah. could have just this could have been the end. They're like, no, no, it this really is kind of like the middle. And we're going to go beyond that is like so, so impressive to me. This show kept again. I hope you watched. Um but this show like keeps giving out these great surprises without being that are that are intertwined and make sense without being 
to uh, JJ Mystery Box garbage. Yeah, like yeah, we actually get like a decent reveal <laughs> when it happens. Mm-hmm. I yeah, for me, like one of the greatest part scenes of this show is when yeah, like they use the they go to the Gadol facility. And again, Nasume at this point is still in in the, not in the know that the her life, her entire world and existence is but a game. <laughs> and then when it's revealed that it is a game to her, you can literally see the moment where she had to roll a sanity check in the Call of Cthulhu game <laughs> to realize that her entire existence is insignificant and like to the like to a higher power. <laughs> And she, you can literally see the fight, flight, or freeze moment <laughs> to her. And I, I think those moments are so like rewarding in in the way that Natsume handles them because she like does she freezes and then she's like, well, well, okay, but I'm on your side, Kaburagi, right? Like we're we're doing it, right? We're still gonna do this. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, oh, this Natsume is terrifying. Like <laughs> she's she's very very like that that kind of singular focus that a lot of shonen characters have um, yeah but just given like the the scope that her mind has been expanded she's like ah, oh, well kaburagi's my friend that's all i need i guess all right let's do this thing it's like oh god no i hope just, nothing bad happens to you just focusing in on that so that the sanity stays intact exactly i think that's how i would have to deal with it if right yeah. now somebody told me hey vince you know all this stuff that you've been doing People have just been using you for leveling in their weird RPG. And I'm like, uh, okay, but I still have I still have my podcast friends, don't I? And they're like, I, I guess, but like your world doesn't exist anymore. I can still podcast. Okay, I'm gonna still do podcasts. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, legit. That's yeah, focus on it's like, all right, well, that's that's too big for my right now. I'm just gonna focus on uh, I'm, to stay sane, I'm gonna focus on my local uh environment, my local situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's definitely a yeah, that's that's almost like red markets kind of like like for their for their stress mechanics just like focus on your dependence or uh, i guess for like in delta green it would be like rick uh like hold on to your bonds sort of thing yeah there's um, a yeah she 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 does a car car compartmentalizes mm-hmm. in that moment, yeah the only thing it's like i mean i would just i don't i'd be on the floor <laughs> yeah i'd be, <laughs> I'd be frothing at the mouth i'm <laughs> just like oh crying it's like you go ahead i'll catch up <laughs> in like 10 years or i'll die whatever yeah 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 it's definitely like i i i was not expecting um the series to be ex- about existential horror and mm-hmm. like because i i remember um aaron you were talking to me like you, you were you were you were mentioning when you first started like throwing this out at on like twitch streams and stuff um where it's like yeah it's very anti it's anti-establishment and stuff and actually it came out at a very interesting time <laughs> in 2020 mm-hmm. or it popped up at a very opportune time i guess um because those mentalities are, are are were were very strong at the time um and yeah this the show like definitely hit very close to a lot of themes that were going on yeah or that are I, still going on really when i uh when i first dipped into it after all of aaron's enthusiasm behind it i it gave me like this weird spark <laughs> at the time being when it was like last year uh i was like oh wait no there's still some good stuff out there this is really good i'm gonna tell everybody about this and feel good <laughs> knowing that it's great and that they'll love it <laughs> and i then started evangelizing like aaron did for for the show and i only got one person who pushed back against it and i think it's because they're 
they're more traditional anime heads. Not no no shame in that game. It just wasn't their cup of tea at the time. But I'm like, hey, have you gone back to check out Decadence? I think I think now is I think now is the perfect time for you to do it. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I feel like it does like it's very not tradi- not maybe not like straight up traditional anime, but it definitely stays within the the one of the themes that I like about anime is that it does have a lot of like it it it, they, it tells a story that is some is fairly complicated, but in a simple way. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's the thing about like that always like as a kid, like growing up with anime, it kind of uh, pro- probably attracted me to anime in that way is because it wasn't like just like a simple cartoon. There was a much deeper story behind it. <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh, no, it, it and we and we might this might be the next thing we get into, but mm-hmm. it, it decadence particularly presents itself and they did a really very really good job of the mark of hiding all this stuff in the market like i'm glad they were able to get away with that because it just looked yeah. like i i think i saw online i saw a lot of people saying like oh this is just uh, it's just attack on that's what it looks like and i'm like yes but like no it, but it's it, it not. is it's so it, not it has yeah. it has it's like yeah it's like that uh what, what's that meme where like it's the arrow going over somebody's head with, with like the, the bigger themes and stuff <laughs> that but it's like oh cool attack a titan <laughs> deeper themes uh yeah no i definitely agree like i, I just watched the the trailer for decadence uh from funimation like an hour ago to just freshen myself up on it and yeah there's nothing about the uh about what ha- about the actual like the deeper thing in the story or like the deeper themes in the story like it it focuses like the trailer focuses solely on the human struggle mm-hmm. <laughs> against the gadol yeah and there's it's so nice to have a genuine surprise like there's a lot of content that gets you know kind of spoiled online and you know people just post whatever they feel like it and stuff like that yeah you even stay with, off like you st- stay off the internet if that that's a big enough issue for you but i i just gotten so used to especially around anime already seeing references to stuff that i haven't even like shows i haven't even seen like i i think i know parts of the last three episodes of attack on titan and i don't even watch that show <laughs> like i don't need to know but it's it's on the it's in the ether it's part of the zeitgeist um yeah. and yeah decadence was something that was just just under the surface waiting to be found and i'm glad and aaron aaron did that work for everybody else <laughs> yeah yeah you did very good work <laughs> yeah, yeah. again like like you're you're the reason i watched it because <laughs> i was like oh well aaron really liked this show and it was telling me about it so it's like oh, i'll go check it out you hear yeah. that funimation hire aaron <laughs> as your oh. as your as your pr guy your pr guy oh you're your decadence rep yeah your decadence rep send him to the trade shows <laughs> I'll put a polo on. I, I love a lanyard. Uh, get your Kaburagi <laughs> cosplay on. Okay. Yeah. Have your little have your little pipe plushie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh god, yeah, it'd be really funny. Just have like that as like a shoulder thing, or like even like a like a weird fuzzy hat. Mm-hmm. Oh that, yes, yeah. because like it would match it would match pipe's whole like kind of cutesy dumb cutesiness. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, my notes literally have pipe did nothing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's they're 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 innocent innocent suffer yeah in this yeah, no, world that's the other yeah like you were saying earlier it's like yeah no like uh kaburagi is not going to do like is not going to stop he's just going to keep escalating it's like even like he even like as he's about to hit the button he thinks about pipe and he's like i'm sorry <laughs> and then and just like, you know, wipes yeah wipes out everything it's like jesus like kaburagi has his emotions like pretty much in checked on like the the missions that he needs to go on and the people that he needs to get uh on his side um like i forget what's his friend's name who basically runs decadence oh uh, uh, hang on i'm 
I got the Nerdo. Yeah, the... it really its name is Nerdo. No. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I could have been man. It's an anime. Um, it's not Turkey. Uptight. I, I just like uptight captain. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The up. The oh, commander uh, Hugin. His name is Hugin. Oh, Hugin. Yeah. Commander like, of decadence. Yeah. The commander of decadence is in like this constant like thing with Kaburagi as Kaburagi's like getting back in the game. He's like, hey. Are you gonna? You're not gonna do what you were doing before. And Kaburagi's like, No, no, no. I'm just going to. I'm going to ruin everything. And yeah. he's like, Wait, Kaburagi, are you sure you're gonna do this? Like, are you sure you want to do this? And he's like, Yeah, I'm gonna do it. Are you oh, gonna help me? And then start... he walks off, and that's it. <laughs> and yeah, yeah like, exactly. He's like, like, All right, I guess I have to help this guy now. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's just like that kind of moment. It's like, like as they're like Kaburagi's walking away because like uh, it's also sorry, it's it's Minato. Not Minato. Hugin is a is a, another character. Uh, is is the actual commander, and then Minato is the second in command of Decadence, reporting to Hugin, mm-hmm. and is an old friend of Kubar, uh, Kaburagi. There we go. Yeah, and yeah, he's like yeah, it's like that scene where like we're in the anime where like they have a a, a division of opinion on something, and they they end up parting ways, and then it's just like and then Minato's just like it's like Kaburagi, it's like damn you, why do you have to do like why do you have to make these tough choices for me? Yeah, <laughs> kind of thing. And the choice is never that hard for Minato. He's just like, no, I'm just going to go around everybody uh-huh. and, and take off these limiters and let Kaburagi do his thing, I guess. Yeah, it's just like, all right, uh, we're, we're starting a mutiny at Decadence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... It's a, my my boy said so. <laughs> That's why. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I do like how, like, I, I do I do actually kind of like Kaburagi's, uh, like, arc a lot. Because he's like, yeah, he's following the system. And then he sees, like, these these two anomalies that aren't hurting any as far as he knows, but they're, they're bugs, but he decides to try and hide them first. And then when like, it gets hard to like hide them, he just like, you know what? Fuck it. We're taking down the system because <laughs> the system is wrong. Yeah. And the, the system, I, we haven't talked about the personification of the system, like yes. big S system yeah. is like this purple being with glad with like the pointed shades. Like the design on that character is imposing and also cool. And upsetting. Okay, and yeah. Hugin is 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 that that's is Hugin. that guy? Okay. Yeah, that's Hugin. Yeah, and yeah. Munich. And Hugin does, yeah. yeah, he does sorry. not uh, adhere to the laws or rules of the world at all. Like yeah. I think he he summons Kaburagi to like the top of a mountain where he's like, "Hey, I heard you haven't been doing your job." And Kaburagi's like, "No, I haven't been doing my job." And then Hugin just mercs Kaburagi in the snow. Yeah. It just blows him up. Yeah, yeah. He's got God mode on. He's, yeah, got, he's, he's got full he's admin got powers. Yes. Full admin powers. At, just like at, at the same time, he Hugin is also slave to the to the to the system itself. He they cannot operate outside what they've been programmed. It's like yeah. I just. It's like we destroy the system. Like uh, I can't do any anything. Also, uh, we planned for this, and the system will replace itself. <laughs> so yeah. go ahead and blow up decadence see what we see if we care yeah see what we care nan any boo boo we'll, ch- we'll just change the narrative this season <laughs> <laughs> it's like jesus christ we're just gonna have to like, bring the writers back tomorrow that's all that's all that yeah. changes yeah i'm trying to there's another great part in the uh during the uh during the 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 bug like when they where they where they where they develop bugs or the not bugs the um the the gadol in that weird like facility that's like mm-hmm. directly above the bug correction facility. Oh yes. <laughs> and and there's that poor little monster, that poor little Gadol that's like always getting like just like he's like it, it's not properly like functioning the way the the scientists want him to function. So like they kick him and beat him up and stuff. 
and then it like evolves or mutates and just be go becomes the flood <laughs> and like starts corrupting everything inside of the facility mm. it's like it's like yeah i don't feel sorry for any of these people any of these scientists that were in this facility like they were just being cold-hearted monsters to these things so we're just treating them like things <laughs> so and it, it is and then you have to remember that those humans that are doing the science are actually the cyborgs that are controlling them from the space station so like it's very yeah. weird it, all of that is hard to like keep track of you know after a while and i just you know what i realized it's also kind of like wally to a degree like the, the the plot a little like the themes of like the world because like the rest of the world isn't isn't really like fully fixed they've just kind of like the cyborgs were originally intended to fix the the earth after humanity fucked it up with garbage and, and pollution and stuff and the the deck the world of decadence was supposed to be like a preserve like to keep the or like a like a an arc basically for humanity and then somewhere down the line the cyborgs like started turning that reserve reservation into a a game mm -hmm. like a, a and, literal game preserve yeah exactly <laughs> and they like you, the rest of the world doesn't seem to have gotten really fixed <laughs> they just kind of like live in their space station up in uh, up in orbit what is it i think the cyborgs eventually they they literally own the rights to humanity. Yes. Yeah. I, I remember that being a, a part of it. <laughs> like so like a comment that another character made to Kabaragi. <laughs> it's like you don't own the rights to that IP, man. You can't just yeah. take it and do whatever you want. God, that's terrible. Even if it is that... a bug, it's still part of the programming that we own the rights to. So <laughs> this is late stage capitalism. Or this is like like far late case stage capitalism. <laughs> I I did watch an hour long video about decadence and its relation to socialism. <laughs> Oh, oh go off, King. In, in, yeah, go. In, when I oh, that's it. That's I. It was very long. And I barely remember anything. Well, if you can, like, send me a link and I'll put it in the description <laughs> below. I'll, I'll see if I can find it again. It was just like it's like clearly this dude's like it's his sophomore year, mm -hmm. but he pointed me in some in some some good direct in some, yeah in some good directions. And then I also I think it was on Anime News Network. Um, we can skip ahead a hair to the to the very very end. Yes, and how it's like sort of different but the same because the end is instead of cyborgs you know hiding in the, with the humans they're cyborgs and humans are there together the humans can go outside and can kind of Concerned. choose what they want yeah um but there's still a system in place it definitely seems better because there's less there's not the lies and I there's yeah, the hidden agenda I, I yeah i feel like part maybe a moral of the story is transparency <laughs> because <laughs> like yeah like that's that seems to be what the what it is because like because the world is better um compared to what it was at least <laughs> in deck in mm -hmm. in the series like i mean like the world is is it looks like the world's at least in the the area where they where decadence exists it's it's recovering like they're actually and that's just because they're actually planting and actually doing not not just a game where they're like in a mobile fortress and like fighting in a wasteland <laughs> like they're actually like building yeah, they went. Yeah. They went from Destiny Two to Stardew Valley, the, the MMO. Like, <laughs> oh and I thought, yes. I thought that was so cool. I thought that yeah. was so like nice and like uplifting. With that, again, with the knowledge that oh, there's still the system that's gonna <laughs> system's gonna be thinking of some way to turn this into like gamifying or whatever. But at least we see the characters that we've met, cyborg and human, like hanging out, helping each other, using technology, growing crops. Yeah. Um, having crazy weird like or like like these weird like zipline um 
jeep adventures in the wild yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like natsume is uh like leading like she, safaris like, and stuff yeah <laughs> she's a guide like she's like a wilderness guide now mm-hmm like, it's, it's like what two or three years later like and like again life is it life is a life is thriving it, it's the weird thing of like the from the from humanity's perspective it went from absolutely zero choice like you didn't get to choose what job you wanted you were you were assigned a position and you did the thing uh to i don't want to say the illusion of choice but like there there are some things you can control within the new decadence yeah it's it, there's there's still a system, but at least you have, you're not like, a, it's not a caste system now. Yeah. Um, it, you know what I just realized? It's kind of like, because the way they do it is like, it's like there's a test that, that gets you to different castes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I just realized it's basically the, it's it's like if the NPCs suddenly realized, became aware in Fallout 3 when you're doing the vault, the, the, uh, the, the character creation, <laughs> the, the, the beginning of the character creation, the, uh, what is it, the, that vaults test. It's the, the go- uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the a goat. goat? goat test yeah you're doing the goats test it's like if the if the NPCs like wait i'm self-aware now i really wanted to i really wanted to be a tunnel snake but <laughs> i have to be a janitor that kind of sucks i i want to be an adventurer why does this arrow in my knee need to take precedence <laughs> why do i own a shop only one person comes in and they never buy anything in fact they've I, stolen from me multiple times i have to buy and then they have to buy back everything they stole <laughs> Which is kind of like one of the worst. Like one of the things that I kept thinking about throughout watching this show was the fact that, like, oh, living people are NPCs in this world, yeah. meaning they interact with like the same like douchey gears with their purple skin and like all their mods and stuff that just come in and buy like the basic healing items and then leave and like don't really talk to them or treat them like people. Uh, yeah. And getting to see like the fallout of that. Where like Natsume is like trying to convince her friend, like, you can help me do this thing. You don't have to just, I don't know, like sweep this area forever. Like, you can you can come help me fix this hole in the wall. And everybody's like, help you fix a hole in the wall? But we have a job to do. Like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's like trying to like break people, like break these people, these these NPCs and like real human people who are like in a program or like set they have like a set program that they've been like kind of conditioned to to break away from their own from their from their conditioned programming yeah and again for, it, them, it's, yeah, and for like sorry. self-preservation in in that whole scene because there are gadol still coming into that hole yeah uh and it's like there's only a few gears that can fight them off and so it's like nasume has to pull together the entire community to to patch the hole it's it's really like man i would freak out if i saw all the npcs in destiny like rebuilding parts of the tower i would love that they yeah, deserve they just, it <laughs> yeah no exactly it's like yeah it, it's it would be like pl- imagine being a player in a video like watching it play exactly like you just said like being a video playing a video game and seeing the npcs do something like break out of their programming to like do to actually do some make some changes on their own uh in this in the world so it's not just this stagnant static world oh it's like yeah Again, like I feel like you could definitely play with that in like games and stuff, like like a like a tabletop game kind of stuff. Aren't we all just NPCs, man? We gotta break out <laughs> and change this world. Or are you gonna sell the same diet cola for your yeah. entire life? What are you gonna do? Get a job and a house and kids like your parents before you, man? Are you gonna do something? Wake up, sheeple. <laughs> That's, That's why I like to Joe Rogan. Oh God! <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Somebody connected their Spotify to the to the decadence. Can't wait till he goes exclusive. Really show those capitalist assholes. Oh god. Yeah. 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to think of where we want to go next with this. <laughs> I'm, I'm cool with going to plot growers because I think I feel like you were before okay. I goofed. You 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 were headed that way. Okay. Yeah. We'll go. Well. Yeah. Yeah. We'll go to. Uh, all right. So this is the segment called plot growers, where we we take the the fertilizer of of a story and try and see if we can make something grow out of it. <laughs> uh, that's the premise. <laughs> um, so yeah. Uh, for me, like when I at, while watching the show. Um, 100% this is an eclipse phase like fodder <laughs> like you could use gate crashing uh, in fact I've actually I've seen I've actually listened to a couple of games from some people online specifically the rag nerd rock podcast that pl- that run a that run a couple of like scenarios in eclipse phase where uh they go through the gate uh the gate uh, gates are basically like um uh, stargates essentially to like other places in the universe because there's because uh, eclipse phase setting is like very hard science and this is kind of the one way they've they worked around it's alien technology so it can just send us across like like the, across light years to different planets and stuff and there's yeah like yeah they, the characters go to this planet where there's a bunch of little hovels and a little like medieval or feudal period like development town of like little creatures who talk about the giants like their forefathers were the giants that came through the the the, the doorway in the cave that you just came out of mm. and they were they were um uh, they they had to escape the they had to they had to uh, the giants fled the hearth to uh, uh and and stay away from the from the titans um and now they settle here. We've been here for generations, um, but there is a an, a monster on the on the far side of the mountain, uh, like over by the uh, at the horizon, and it'll uh, it's it's been like we have to like give a sacrifice to it. So the characters realize that these people that live in this hovel are they they are the they are people who fled Earth, the hearth, um, from the Titans, these giant like alien war machine things. Um, and they fled through a, one of the gates on uh, in the soul system to this planet and they the their bo- the, the the reason why these these creatures look different from from humans is because they've like they've made like different bio more like have different bioforms for themselves to survive on this planet and the big monster thing is just an infected uh titan creature that came, that chased the chased the humans through the gate and is now like kind of just roaming around and control and kind of like keep like experimenting like using this whole like feudal period development like scenario as an experiment of some kind mm. um and and even if you want to go like if you don't want if you want to go with like the, the whole thing of like uh, it's a simulation you could also just have it be like yeah you're you're playing through an eclipse phase game and then you realize that your entire existence is inside of a simul space like a digital world and you're in an mmo that some that some assholes in the in the in the eclipse phase universe are playing um because you've been your 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 mind has been illegally trafficked by corporate by some uh, by some corporate assholes or by some underworld uh faction and you're 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 being uh psychosurgeried to be npcs in a game <laughs> um, so it sounds like a movie that's going to be released in two years <laughs> yeah especially oh, sorry. With, yeah sorry ryan reynolds you know it baby that one that, oh that my god yeah nice one. guy yeah nice guy <laughs> i'm also i'm also kind of thinking of like uh the movie gamers with gerald gerard butler <laughs> oh no for the people who brought you crank and crank to high voltage yeah oh, stop the... oh both of you stop it <laughs> the indentured servitude of being an mmo npc or an uh, or a playable character for somebody 
Oh man, God, it's so that that was such a gross movie. <laughs> Gerard Butler. Oh, what a guy! What choices he's made in his career. <laughs> yeah, I remember when you were the 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 love interest and antagonist in Tomb Raider two. <laughs> oh, stop! <laughs> oh, that uh, Arctic scene it tore my heart up. <laughs> or or when you were that where when you were the best friend of the main character from Reign of Fire. <laughs> I love that yeah. movie so much, unapologetically. Oh. Uh, but yeah, no, um, it's it's. I mean, we do like. I, I, tell me, those aren't like giving you guys like the vibes of decadence, and at least like the the themes of decadence. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a um... like if decadence did a season two, I would hope that it would be just what you described. <laughs> yeah, the the system has degraded again, but it's like in a different way. Yeah, the system is degrading, and it's like looking for um like a new game area finds one of those uh like simulspace jumps goes over there with like a couple of humans starts it all again and like then you start seeing ads in decadence world for this new game oh yeah the the new continent the new continent yeah (laughs) yeah that's yeah the expansion pack of lights like all right so we're going to pandera Mm -hmm. or pandaria (laughs) it's like oh god there um, is, um, or it becomes a courtroom drama because Kaburagi's getting sued now that he's back. Oh, you're sure you're right. Yeah, he survived. Yeah, right. yeah, because yeah, he came back. Copyright infringement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the the legal troubles of the cyber of this weird <laughs> cyberpunk transhumanist world. Um, oh, I'm just a simple southern cyborg lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> he's who, yeah, you know that character's going to be like a chicken or a rooster. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a, a weird little, like, he's got, like, the little, like, rooster fringe on his head. Mm-hmm. My um, client, Mr. Kaburagi, is it? Uh, he's also the, uh, what, your, your lawyers from Kame House Party? Yeah, the, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Huh? Huh? <laughs> what? Continuity. Your Bye-bye. Your Honor, if there is no pipe, you must not ignite <laughs> him on fire, no. which is the, which is what... <laughs> The punishment here, you, Your Honor, Natsume. I bring Natsume to the stand. She's <laughs> just like, what? what? Like she's just looking around, obli- like kind of yeah, completely like, oblivious. She's like, yeah. wait, what? And then somebody has to say, "Oh, they used a pun with your name in it." <laughs> and she's like, "A pun?" She's just huh? Nani. <laughs> Y'all remember uh, that scene where she was doing her training and she just had a big belly full of water and then she spit out all the water. Yeah, I remember that. It was funny. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, I, yeah, that would definitely. Yeah, I, oh, man, that would actually, I, that would actually, I'd find that kind of interesting. Like doing that in like, yeah, having that. Like, all right, we're playing Eclipse Phase. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a courtroom drama about uh, uh, about somebody who broke an MMO to free a bunch of trafficked egos inside of the mm. uh, the, the MMO that the corporation was 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 using. Like they legally that they were yeah. technically they were indentured <laughs> servants. <laughs> Like they were indentured employees oh, of 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 no, of, no. Uh, of the corporation, which in Eclipse Phase that happens <laughs> because <laughs> there's millions of digital minds that had to flee Earth when like the Titans attacked. <laughs> so they all got into they all went to cold storage, and the only way you can get out of cold storage is to sell yourself into a corporate entity to get a body. <laughs> oh, snap, crackle, and pop! Look, I'm I think Eclipse Phase definitely 100% a plot grower for this, but also. Yeah. I would also just Aaron and I have been playing Outriders mm. and Aaron, yeah. what if we just mapped Outriders to <laughs> Decadent? 
like similar gameplay mechanics, but instead of like everything that you're fighting in Outriders, it's the Godal for a while. Mm-hmm. God, yeah. yeah, you could you could easily do that in a, in a in an RPG. <laughs> like I think I think that would be my my pitch for a plot grower in just like hey let's turn this video game into a real video game and then well you'd have to have you'd have to get a little meta where the npcs start they start talking kind of funny Mm -hmm. calling you by your username yeah hi there hi there crazon 76 (laughs) (laughs) wait wait my My name is kaburagi what are they doing it's like (laughs) you start you pick your you know you're at a conversation you choose your response and then the NPC, their response doesn't quite match up. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's or it's like um, in Legend of Zelda. Hi there, Zelda. <laughs> when it's Link, <laughs> yeah, because it's the Legend. Of, yeah. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> like hi there, Smurfle Woggle. <laughs> just like because they just like wrote like put a bunch of words down for their for their character name. Oh yeah, they can't they can't quite read it. Yeah, uh, Smurgabura, a fine family, an ancestral family name for mm-hmm. this character. It's like, you, you start getting messages on Steam that are from NPCs. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, what what's the... going on? Hey, we got some discounts at our shop now. What? No. It's like, hey, just wondering like, how, when you're going to come back uh, to your house. Uh, we've been uh, like, it's looking, the, the, your lawn's looking a bit, um, a bit, a bit harrowing. Uh, like, you may want to, you may want to come by your house at some point. Are you Okay. You've been gone a long time. It's like, meanwhile, like you haven't been playing the game for like three, four weeks. <laughs> and then you get like an urgent message. We need your help. Jeez. <laughs> like you're the only one who found this one weapon in the game or in this area. And we needed to take down this uh, enemy that's weak to it. Like that kind of thing. Yeah. Vince, I'm waiting so- for the destiny characters to do that to me. <laughs> I've been playing for so long. Like me and yeah. Zavala just like hang out on the weekends. <laughs> and I'm waiting. I'm waiting to get a text on my PlayStation app from Zavala being like, Hey man, you okay? You haven't, uh, you haven't done a strike playlist in a while. The that's, dark that's kind of wrong with you, is it? That, that's that's me with Warframe. <laughs> it's like I started playing War, like Warframe pretty heavily this week, and it's just like yeah, I like I, I'll take a break from it, and like, I just imagine like one of the characters. It's like it's like operator. What? I was like, you've been awfully quiet. Are you dead? Have I have I forgotten to uh, get the the life support uh, in in your uh, in your orbiter? <laughs> yeah, like stuff. Like, hmm. Yeah, it's just like yeah, that kind of thing. It's just like the the, the NPCs miss you. <laughs> yeah, or it's like urgent. Yeah, like, that's a, that sounds like that sounds like a an anime in of itself. Honestly, it's just like mm-hmm. it's all the. I mean, I know it, it's very rebooty. Oh yeah, no reboot. Um, oh, yeah, so I have a, I in my notes I do have a thing of like similar vibe series in this, and yeah, reboot is definitely one of them because <laughs> incoming game. <laughs> This this fun thing for you, this fun thing for the human or the player, yeah, is horrible for us. It literally destroys our civilization one yeah. one like one neighbor one ward or neighborhood at a time. Mm-hmm. If we lose that game, we lose parts of our city and the people that are inside of it. Oh no, the player it? has gotten good. <laughs> I feel like. Uh... I think didn't Battlefield have like an online component like that? Like one of the battlefields, like it was yeah, all the multiplayer maps were laid out on like a big world map. And if you picked a certain side or you were on a certain side for however many missions, and if your team won in like a control or uh you know, deathmatch or whatever, that the map would move so your team or side would gain more territory on the map or something. I don't know if it was Battlefield, but it was it's definitely a, an online game. And I'm thinking 
we we incorporate that into the possible decadence game as well yeah yeah just kind of like 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 just showing like control like the the like territories being like like kind of yeah increasing or expanding and like expanding or contracting mm-hmm. and oh god yeah, and then actually have like npcs like that have been have popped up in in um in uh claimed areas like showing maybe like resentment <laughs> for being yeah. taken over like yeah like yeah like basically like applying real like what like real reactions for, that like people would have to being take, taken <laughs> over and not just like or like or a couple like a, a majority of the people are just like ah yes i am now the red color <laughs> i was blue before i was blue last week but this but the zone is now red therefore i am red whereas here are the red items today yeah God, then we have like um uh Car bombs or like like guerrilla warfare yeah. between like people who don't want to be that territory. Mm. It's like ooh, that's mm. <laughs> again horror. Hey, this is horror, mm. yep. and it's there. But I do, I would again, like I would love to go into a game and an NPC being like, "Hey, where were you the last time the enemy came through here? Yeah. I lost half my gear that I usually yeah, yeah, sell yeah. you." Like. Yeah, oh god, I feel like that might even be a good like hack for red markets <laughs> to a degree. <laughs> Just like, yeah, you you pop into an enclave, it's like, man, we got uh, like we got like we had an infestation. We like I like the 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 the, uh, the market's dry right now because we I had to I had to sell off a bunch of gear or I had to surrender a bunch of gear to a faction. <laughs> yeah. So if you that, want that gear back, you better get out there. I mean, I know there are like these I think what's their type? Survival games? Yeah, oh yeah, like, like Rust and 7 Days. Yeah, they're so the, those are, but like the world's living, like, and if you don't visit enough, your your stuff gets wrecked, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of thing. That's already so. That's already a genre, which is not a genre that's interesting to me. That sounds so stressful. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I, I understand. Yeah, like I, I have no like. I'll stick with Minecraft. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Until Minecraft goes that route, and then I'll just be like, no. no. So, yeah. yeah, I'm. I'm definitely like. I, I definitely feel that. Um, yeah, the only other ideas I have are, are basically yeah, like take a traditional D and D or fantasy RPG, and then reveal like two or three sessions in that you're you're all like, and like it's like all right, guys. So um, here's your here's your here's your character sheets for um for uh, uh, basically like dirty world, like a, uh, either like a dirty world or like a modern kind of setting thing with no powers at all. It's like all right, so this is your actual character because you're actually a player in an RPG <laughs> in an MMO, mm-hmm. um, or like. For Call of Cthulhu, like because Call of Cthulhu, it's it's got um, Cthulhu Dark Ages where you play in like the medieval times as a Cthulhu investigator, um, and then like you just throw that, you just grab that character sheet from your player and hand them an, an, a character sheet for like Cthulhu Future. <laughs> and it's like, no, you thought you were playing Cthulhu Dark Ages, you're now playing. Uh, you were actually uh, this character who's been playing an MMO or play or been playing in this world. That that sounds like a ton of yeah. like sign me up sign me up for that D and D game right now. Yeah, I was actually <laughs> thinking because like I have a book from Trail of Cthulhu called Cthulhu City, where the the creators like the the campaign set. It's basically a one big world setting where all of the Cthulhu towns of like the the fiction and stuff are smashed into one big metropolitan area, and people and like the citizens just like they don't know anything like they they know of america beyond but they never leave mm. <laughs> and i feel like that is a good setting to like have like be the reveal that like you're just in this like giant dome of a city um sprawl for like a yithian or mygo like virtual ex- like experiment or social virtual experiment on humanity <laughs> mm-hmm. like you're not even on earth anymore you're on some like giant bio city ship that is 
modeled after Earth. It's that Star Trek Voyager episode where they're where the aliens are are tra- have created a virtual like San Francisco to train to be human so they can invade Earth. There we go. Now now we're talking. <laughs> I love that. All right, I forgot. Yeah, I, actually, for, I was wondering. Wait, I hope I hope that there's some Trekkies in this in this uh, in this chat. <laughs> No, no, the, you, you've pulled them out. They've all awakened. They're like, oh, yeah, 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 no, we, we get that now. Yeah, we, we're on board. We we fully understand. <laughs> yeah, what is it? Species, I, I can't remember the species, but it was like species something, something, something. But then it was like from another dimension. Mm-hmm. It was but always yeah. those interdimensional beings that were like, hey, I'm just going to run a bunch of experiments. Hey, Enterprise, you like other Enterprises coming from different areas of the of time? Here they are. Yeah. Like, or, <laughs> or the Voyager episode where they they go into the hologra- holog- uh, holodeck and then like a they go through a rift during warp travel and they go to a they they pass through a dimension they cross through a dimension where to them holograms are real and flesh and blood things are the simulation. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Every time there's an anomaly and you're in the holodeck, oh, get ready because you are going to be the odd man out. <laughs> yeah, always a horror time. <laughs> They're always they're always bad. This isn't horror y, but there could be a within a role playing game, you make one player the Kaburagi. Oh yeah. Oh, he, he, I like that. He's the secret but secret bug. Kaburagi? Mm-hmm. See, I've done that. <laughs> I've done that in a camp in a, in a campaign that didn't go very well, but I, I, I did I did <laughs> only because we we never finished it. <laughs> But I did have a I did have a plant because and it's funny because like he was the he was the player we had in our D and D game that was always the villain like the GM always took him aside and it's like hey can you be the villain for this <laughs> like the, the double crossing player <laughs> and he and like he'd have I'd I'd seen him firsthand as a player in in a couple of games do it where he turned out to be the villain and then when I it was my turn to run a game I was like hey 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 uh Doctor Leviathan can you uh, can you come over here for a second um so. I want to make your character the Wesker of our Resident Evil style kind of game. <laughs> and he's like, is this because I always, uh, is this because I, I have a trend of, of backstabbing uh, our players? Like, yes. It's like, fair enough. All right. <laughs> God. Getting pulled, getting pulled aside to say, hey, you want to be Wesker? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Like, and we, the way we had it planned out was that like, so they're like an organization that's dealing with this like biological warfare thing, i.e. a Resident Evil sort of situation. Um, but he was like the from the dark from the evil like oversight or like uh, the evil paramilitary oversight uh, shadow government <laughs> that was like monitoring the situation and seeing what they could use from this like bio outbreak and the rest of the players are just a search and rescue crew hmm. um so and we actually had parts where like I would send I would text message him um during the game and then like I would be the one that ha- that has to drive him like cuz he lived in another town so I'd be the one that would drive him to his house uh, after the game and stuff like that and so while we're out after the game or before the game we'd like plot and like beam on the car ride <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of fun yeah i, I, I might have to come revisit that game someday because <laughs> it was yeah it was a it was a very um early in my my gming career and was uh very uh high like high level sort of like like gm idea <laughs> or like storytelling mm-hmm. idea of like have and the scene trying to pull it off. I almost did it in a Mass Effect game I did I ran recently where um one of the characters touched a touched a piece of technology that transmitted their or transferred their brain or their their uh, their consciousness to a uh to a server and then something in the server transferred into their body and so I just texted them and it's like all right you're no longer you you're this other character and for two sessions 
he was uh, the character the player was was a different character was a, this alien presence inside their inside their original character's head question um yeah did mass effect ever actually do that no but because they should that seems like a side quest <laughs> two, so i i based that off of two things from mass effect the original mass effect trilogy it was in a mass effect andromeda campaign i ran recently uh, which is going to be on my One Less Die podcast pretty sh- pretty soon if this thing get- when this gets posted. <laughs> uh, plug 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 plug. <laughs> um, but yeah, the um, uh, yeah, it, the, so there's a, a, a virtual race that is mentioned in Mass Effect Two that they instead of like eva- they couldn't really evacuate their planet when it was about to get hit by a supernova of their star. So like five thousand years into the past of Mass Effect, they uploaded themselves to server ships. And just escaped their solar system, um, and they've been just drifting through space for five thousand years on on in a virtual server system. Um, and they were like, uh, they were picked up or like discovered by the Solarian in Mass Effect. And it's like mm. a, it's a news article in like Mass Effect Two. Like it's one of those like uh, one of those like Cerberus news uh, Cerberus news uh, articles that you that pops up when you're um, in the start menu. Mm-hmm. So I wow. took that idea of like that race, and then. The the idea of like like since all the technology in in Mass Effect is like all the all the aliens like get their like advanced technology from like the Protheans, mm-hmm. the uh, the race that came before. Um, it's mentioned in Mass Effect Three that the Prothean technology is based around like uh, basically like psychometry and like tell like touching an object to to see it, to to get insight on things and like to get like to get information from it. Mm-hmm. So that's how I based the, their technology is that they basically just you have to touch the object in order to transfer yourself to it. Ah, so yeah, I just had like a, a, it's a weird, it's a weird alien technology MacGuffin that transfers minds or switches, swaps minds because yeah, that virtual race, when they were discovered, people were volunteering their bodies so that they could leave their, their, these servers and like experience the world in a physical form. Wow. Yeah. And again, it's just, it's mentioned like in a paragraph. And that's, in the that's just a paragraph. Yeah. That's how, that's <laughs> how good Mass Effect could be <laughs> yeah we could have had transhumanity like we could have had eclipse phase ideas of like similar spaces and like sleeving it to different bodies and stuff like that but instead we got a red and green and blue ending <laughs> yeah, you got red green blue you could be boy or or not boy shepherd yeah you could be femme shepherd boy shep mm-hmm. uh and only human even though yeah. apparently according to bioware they've had the technology to give us other races for care for for i heard about character, that I, but I, like, it didn't yeah. fit the storyline <laughs> Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what Bioware is doing. Yeah, I'm hoping because Mass Effect, Mass Effect Four, the trailer just got released for it. Um, and there is like kind of not a hint, but there's like they show three characters off in the distance that a char- that a, that uh, a character looks de- looks to, and and like uh, and you don't see who they are. Like one could be kind of humanish, one's Krogan, and one's possibly a Turian or a Solarian. And I'm like. Does that is that hint? I'm hoping that might hint that like in this next game, since it takes place like so far into the future of Mass Effect of like the original galaxy, mm-hmm. that you can play as non-human because I'd like to have variety, guys. <laughs> or at least like if you could pick your playable character from your party, you know? Yeah. And like experience the story as each of those three. Sorry, that's our Mass Effect minute. <laughs> yeah i was like i was i was gonna stop a short left i was like back to decadence but, yeah sorry like, about that <laughs> that's fine i just sat politely Eric <laughs> <laughs> just like guys we were we were talking about decadence a second ago oh i've just never i i played like 
three hours of Mass Effect, which just, oh. I was, I didn't, I was, yeah, that, that, I, I spent the least amount of time with that gen console generation, I think. That's fair. Yeah, it's a good totally. series, though. And, and the Legendary Edition's coming out soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, I was like, dare I? <laughs> you should dare. <laughs> as as a Mass Effect fan, and a, it, or as a, as a follower of the Mass Effect Church, you should. <laughs> the um, that Shep built. <laughs> exactly, the Church of Shepherd. It's, uh, I mean, yeah, the big, the big horror is, is simulation. Yeah, for sure. Right, is the idea, is that idea of what is real yeah well well, well, the horror the horror simulation is perceived value and worth i think Uh, a lot a lot of it is because it's like the idea that like oh we're in a simulation you know it can get kind of uh nietzsche asked even though i've never read nietzsche so i don't know i'm 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 shooting the dark here yeah it's like pop culture osmosis (laughs) yeah for me but but it yeah, but it's like if it's a simulation, what has meaning? And like, yeah, or like, what's free will if if we're in a program sort of thing, yeah. right? Why? What is my? You know, what is my life my own? Have I been? What I've been doing has no inherent value because it's not, you know, quote unquote real. Yeah, and and so it, I think back to, hmm, and that's. Uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna pull this on your players, I think you do pull a a. a uh, a a page from Decadence's playbook and do it quick. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah, I could not imagine if the series was like four episodes, even like of of the of like of like not telling us that this was all a simulation, and then like the ret the other four four episodes of the show is the fallout of discovering that. Um, like as a like not I don't mean like I mean like if if we as a as the as the viewer had right. to sit through four hours for or like not four hours four four episodes. I think they did it in a in a suitable amount of time, like not wasting any time. Yeah, they didn't let you. I, I think. Yeah, I think that's a good point. They didn't. There's no wasted time, and because of that, all of the choices are like, yeah, we made a choice. You okay with that? Could because we're going, mm-hmm. and so you don't have like time to to all to like think about how this isn't working with what you already know. Because and, and then they also do a great job of tying everything together through like certain characters and and stuff like that. Yeah, because you also see right, like the Aaron. yeah, yeah, because you also see like the intrigue like on the other like because they you're you're watching like as a viewer you know that the world is is different is is not the is not the way it should be and you're watching it's it's like watching from a horror standpoint it's like watching a character's doomed plot mm-hmm. <laughs> like we all know what's gonna ha- like that something's bad's gonna befall these characters they just they don't know yet <laughs> you reveal the simulation to one player yeah. And they decide what Ooh. they do with that. Very, yeah, that's very decadence. <laughs> very, that's, yeah. that's it. That's it. Yeah, you decide who's Kaburagi. <laughs> it's like, all right, whatever. Yeah, you do whatever you want to do with this. You've been given, like, you slide them an envelope, and inside it, it's just like you're in a simulation. Do what you. Yeah. <laughs> How, yeah do you? Yeah, and like I know my players would like the first, like the first chance they get, they would just like, yeah, no, guys, um, here, all right, I'm just gonna take you guys over to this like weird location that no one, like everyone says is bad, and I'm just gonna show you the the worst of it. <laughs> like they'd immediately <laughs> like next session, that would be what would happen. <laughs> pick, pick the player that either for that to work, I think you have to either one make the other player characters. They have to have very good lives. Yeah, they have to have like loved ones. So there has to be something that binds them to the. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what. You, yeah, or you pick the player that's like you know will like think about that for a while. 
yeah. or or like is just evil and will hold on to it at the right moment. Yeah, like the doctor, the doctor Leviathan uh, <laughs> player, uh, doctor Leviathan. Um, uh, it was one of my was my original or was one of my original co hosts on 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 a authentic mm-hmm. mortis before he had to leave due to life stuff. <clears throat> um, but yeah, he he was definitely the player that like we all went to. Is like, hey, do you want to be evil? <laughs> <laughs> do you want to be Do you want to be the secret backstabber? <laughs> hey, we're gonna burden you with this literal infinite knowledge in this world. Here you go. <laughs> yeah. We're going to give you here. Here's your, you know, like, this is a tabletop game. You get to decide what to do with this information I'm giving you. <laughs> I think that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, just, just what we've talked about thus far, getting these elements into an eclipse phase or a traditional D and D campaign would, would make me sit for as many hours as it took to get done. Cause I would love all the twists and turns, especially with like the hidden elements of like who is and is not in, um, letting those characters like pull oh, each other God. in, you know? Yeah. Like, okay. So like, yeah, run a horror game where like, um, the characters discover that there are people in their, in their town or like, like, so we, you run a couple of games in a town and like get them to like invested into the town and like the people in this town. And then, drop some hints that some of the people here are like are actually like like kind of reveal a little bit about this like that they're in a system of some kind and reveal that some of the people among them are part of the system but don't tell them who it is and just add have that add that layer of paranoia (laughs) Mm -hmm. and and see how the character do the characters like try and like sniff out the uh (laughs) the among us (laughs) suspects like, who's sus yeah who's, who's sus <laughs> or like or do they burn down the entire goddamn ha- town in their mm-hmm. in their search like just watch yeah like let give them that little tidbit of information that like you're in a like you reveal that you're in a simulation um and there are people among you in this town that are that are admins but don't tell them you don't but they're not sure who is an admin and not so then you basically just watch the witch hunt happen <laughs> I mean, that's the most horrifying aspect of it is when that paranoia builds to the point where accusations are flying around and then yeah. the whole community is on top of itself. Yeah, but I, I I feel like you need to like establish like um sympathy pets, basically, like characters in the town, like make them love the town, I guess, is yeah. really what it is first. And then reveal the the nightmare that you're in a you're in some kind of simulation. Um, have, have you ever seen speaking on what Vince talked about the the have you ever seen the Twilight Zone episode the monsters are due on Maple Street I have not um, I don't I know, maybe I have but I don't recognize it's very Cold War it's basically there's this one street uh, this is just a typical suburban street very you know Eisenhower America mm-hmm. uh, and then like all the power cuts out and then a bunch of weird mechanical things and then basically I'll spoil it, but like all the neighbors essentially turn on each other because this one kid presents the idea of like, oh, maybe it's alien. It's oh, like, yeah, I've read this story oh, about these man. aliens that did this, and everyone's like, well, Bob's an alien. It's like, no, Joe's an alien. Look, he has power. And then at the end, it's like, it is aliens, but they're like, hey, look, it's easy to mess with humans. You just gotta put a little paranoia in them, and like, yeah, you know, very, you know, blatant <laughs> Cold War McCarthyism yeah. commentary. God. That would very- be, a- yeah. Oh, I was just gonna say, such a good ep- one of my favorite Twilight Zone episodes. It's so good. Yeah, that would be a great dark- Cthulhu dark game. <laughs> like, just like super rules light. Like you're just like introducing your characters as townsfolk, and then like, yeah, the power, the simple premise, the power goes out, and then you have a character that just, yeah brings up that like some people are not who they say they are, maybe, mm-hmm. <laughs> or like yeah, add like the idea of like 
oh, maybe we're, maybe there's like, maybe we're in like some kind of a, maybe there's some kind of glitch in the system. Wait, what? <laughs> and then they just walk uh, away. <laughs> is that too much? Uh, yeah. The the simulation is that there's no simulation. Oh, it was just a weird social experiment by aliens <laughs> or the government. I mean, technically, from 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 a dictionary standpoint, yes, a simulation, but not in the way we traditionally think of simulations. Yeah, <laughs> or it's like uh, the H, the War of the Worlds broadcast. All <laughs> yeah, like because that was a a real life horror story or situation. Yeah, when I learned about how that War of the Worlds thing like caused a lot of problems for a lot of people and like. Oh, that was yeah. It was it was before we learned not to trust the uh, <laughs> to, not to trust uh, uh, what was being told to us either through like radio or TV. Yeah, I I oh man that that wow yeah the Twilight Some, Zone that yeah we're a horrifying species that loves to torment <laughs> torment each other. Yeah, it we the best horror is usually human horror. <laughs> By best, I mean terrifying. <laughs> I mean, here's the horrifying di- thing I did in college because I'm a psychology major. I made people take a survey and then eat pizza to see what. They- <laughs> oh, no. I said, I said, this pizza is totally real. <laughs> You're definitely going to get it after you do the survey. There was no pizza. The pizza, the cake was a lie. <laughs> yeah, the cake was a lie. And I got a B on that assignment. Well, you didn't give your uh, professor pizza. I didn't give my professor pizza. She was so mad. <laughs> oh, God. You know, uh, so. On the creepypasta side of things, this is actually the series also did kind of re- uh, remind me of um, there. We did a creepypasta in 2020, uh, or we covered one called "Deleted Software," um, and the, the premise of that one is basically this guy named Adam worked in a, a regular day job. His wife, uh, his wife Evelyn, or his girlfriend Evelyn, uh, texts him occasionally, and then as it goes on, like he he goes to like he takes her to like the the spot in the woods where they first met when they were hiking. And um, as the story, like they, they go there and there's like this weird light over them, like a, a brilliant light that kind of flashes. And then it cuts back to like the next day or like um, a day, uh, a couple of days later. And he's back at work and his, his girlfriend Lilith or, or Lily is, is, um, uh, is, is bugging him. And John, his, his, uh, his, his boss is talking to him. And then he starts realizing that like, no, Lily's not my girlfriend. Evelyn is. And he starts getting very paranoid about it. Like he he rec- he knows that like his, uh, his where where Evelyn's house is, and it's not Evelyn no longer exists. And Lily's still badgering him. He he goes to the place, the spot in the woods where he met the um uh or where he met Evelyn for the first time, and he comes across a barrier of trees. Like he can't he physically can't pass through this section of trees, but he's trying to. And he eventually does like get through it or something like that. But then he, the light comes back again over him. And then he wakes up in a dark space. And there's this old man there talking about how this is like this iteration has failed. He, uh, the old man thought it would work this time, but clearly the iteration couldn't get over the deletion of software. And he realized that it's basically just a, like a, a like a, a program sort of situation with god and adam and eve mm. like it's like yeah but it, that's what it, it basically turns out to be like god is a god is a programmer <laughs> that's been going through like the adam and eve situation, so, software mm. I, um that is yeah. that's kind of, that's really cool and and I'm, I'm only bringing this up because it it's basically almost the exact it mirrors this and i don't know if there's a connection between this and that um oh there was that matthew mcconaughey movie 
Oh, I came out. Rate of fire like, downs. No, no. Uh, <laughs> I think it was Matthew McConaughey. Um, but it's like a beachside town. Oh, the the uh, no, not the island. I, I think I know what you're talking about. It had like uh, Anna Hathaway. Yes, it was an Anne Hathaway, and I th- I thought it was Matthew McConaughey. It is. I th- I'm pretty sure. Hang on, Anne Hathaway. McConaughey uh, and Hathaway. Hey, 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 away. Hathaway. <laughs> Serenity. That's what it's called. Serenity. Oh my 2019. god. 2019. Yeah. Uh, for a second, I was I was I was typing out Anna Hathaway and Matthew McConaughey. I'm just gonna get um I'm just gonna get Interstellar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> they were in that movie too. Um. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Serenity. Serenity. Spoiler alert. The movie ends up being like what's filmed is just NPC characters of a kid's game that he's programming the whole time. Oh my god! Over his parents, I think separation or divorce that was happening. So like all the actions that were happening between Matthew McConaughey and all the other characters uh, end up being part of this kid's program. Oh my god! It's a it's it's a game jam. (laughs) Yeah, it's like a weird like game jam that this kid was doing that they turned into a movie. Like, oh and my it's God. very, it's kind of weird. I, yeah. yeah. Well, the way I say, the reason I said game jam is because like, yeah, those are like generally like those like annual game jams that come out are usually because like they have a theme of like, uh, like some kind of psychological theme mm-hmm. uh, like, and trying to emulate that in, into a video, into a, like a little indie video game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what it kind of sounded like when, from that, from that plot uh that basic plot synopsis is like oh my god like yeah that's that's it right there <laughs> like that's like a more mundane version of decadent green mm-hmm. or like again of nice guy um yeah. i guess to a degree pixels oh good god um yeah no uh, another like kind of talking about like similar series that decadent uh, from decadence or like that kind of like remind me of decadence i, I mean I'm, I'm attack on titan like for just like the the, the very bare bones like of the initial premise of just like, yeah, like, or like basically just a, a YA kind of thing, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that really kind of stood out to me though, uh, as soon as I, as soon as we got to the, the plot of like the plot twist uh, after episode two was actually uh, a, a series called scrapped princess. Um, and I feel like it is basically the more traditional anime narrative that decadence breaks away from because it's scrapped princess is a feudal era fantasy series about this, this, scrapped this princess uh or that that was formerly a a princess but has is now like in hiding because she's got special powers and her brother her her two adopted siblings are helping her like escape away from like the the big bad um uh like rulers of the land and then like halfway through the series spoilers for scrapped princess <laughs> um for it you halfway through the series it's re- like there's dragons and there's like uh and there's these like weird demon beings and then it's revealed that it's not like a feudal mad like a feudal fantasy era world it's actually like in the far future and aliens took over earth but rather than slaughter out all of humanity they took a chi- a triangle pie piece out of the earth as the as the prison for humanity because we had gotten too good and too badass in the galaxy <laughs> so they just like all a bunch of aliens just got banded together wiped us out uh to a to a to a small percentage and then that small percentage is now imprisoned generationally on this pie pl- this pie piece of earth that's in orbit around the actual earth and all those dragons and like and and demon things that have been like in control of like the the the, the, the actual like kingdoms and stuff yeah they're actually just like alien ai software that is is are the wardens of this of this of this prison i see um and the reason why scrap princess is uh uh 
significant why her powers like she has powers is because she's a glitch or because she's like a um she's kind of like an anomaly in the system um so kind of like kind of harkens back to decadence a little bit with like uh natsume's kind of glitch ability or like her like the thing that i don't think we actually touched on is the reason why she's a glitch is because she died for like two seconds for like a few minutes and then the system unregistered her off the off the uh, or took her off the registry yep and then when she was revived, she like she they the the program the system didn't uh, put her back on or put her back in. Um, yeah, so Scrap Princess definitely reminded me um, a little bit of Dot Hack Signs as well, just with the whole like again like the the blurring of the line between reality and 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 a game, um, the Matrix to a degree. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Um, Digimon kind of just like just again what we were talking about earlier with like the um, the art design and stuff of the. Um, the the Godal, uh and again the whole virtual world sort of situation uh i haven't we, ha- we haven't covered it on the show like on el dente Rigmortis yet but there's a, a a series or there's like a series of like images and like stories kind of behind them called the back room where like somebody finds the back room of reality and it's like just these banal hallways and like um office spaces that like empty office spaces that are like somewhere where they shouldn't be like like you like find this door and you you open it and it goes into this office space that clearly shouldn't be there because there's a there's just open like uh, like there's just like it's just a wall like a like a thin wall on the other side and there's like just air on the other side according to the rest of reality but as soon as you go through this door you go into like this back room area Mm. of like and it it kind of like it kind of like ties in or connects to the the whole thing the whole that that inner that weird that that conspiracy theory that the universe is just a hologram (laughs) Uh, like beyond soul system where it's just two it's just we're just a we're just in some kind of like a virtual prison mm-hmm. um yeah those are like from the the creepy pasta side things and uh just some other extra like shows and stuff that kind of gave me that, that that came to mind while i was watching decadence i'm gonna throw one more in here and it's not the entire well i guess no technically it is the entire show uh but specifically i think the the like video I'm putting this in quote, the video game part of Hunter Hunter is very, I think would fit right on with this. Cause it's, it's, it's a video game. And within the confines of the Island that the game takes place on greed Island is the game. Um, it makes you think that the characters are in a virtual space. Aaron, I don't know how, if you're this far into, I sure am not. <laughs> oh, dang it. That's well, fine. I'll forget uh, about it by the time I get to it. I think you I think you will as well. Uh, <laughs> but the Greed Island arc is really good because it does just that. But instead of it actually being virtual, the characters at the end learn that like, oh, all this stuff was real and it was all using like weird hunter magic and um all these like playing cards were actual items that the hunters collected. And, like huh. <laughs> so that part of Hunter Hunter, because I don't yeah is very much uh in line with with this as well very similar which is a greed island it, it's a rad it's a rad time you're gonna love it or hate it i think you might you might love it. aaron's <laughs> gonna love like 60 percent and then hate a bunch of the other parts of it is hunter x hunter like a, a one piece status series where it's like super like goddamn long <laughs> or still ongoing so it's still ongoing but i think it's been on hiatus because it it got rebooted. Like, I think there's like a 1990s version of Hunter Hunter and then the 2011 version and the 2011 okay. version is getting a new season. I saw somewhere online for 2022. Okay. I believe the mangaka is 
has medical issues as well. I th- I think, and that's why there's like differences and like things are kind of slow or ah okay. There, it's not like consistent because there are Got volumes. It. There are new volumes that you can get, but the anime has has slowed down. Yeah, I remember picking up like volume one or two from an anime convention up here, like ten years ago, and I was like. Oh boy, this sounds like a really good series. And then I looked online of how many I had to, how many volumes I had to collect. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I, I barely was able to sell, manage it, uh, like scrounge up enough money to get the entire series of Shaman King when it first ran. <laughs> so and that was thirty episodes. That was thirty volumes. <laughs> Ooh. yeah. Some of those, some of those series, like they go on just they're they're, they're the song that never ends. <laughs> um. I think we've covered a lot here on, on decadence. Unless you got, do you guys have anything extra to talk about for decadence? Uh, again, if you have not, if you're listening to this in particular, <laughs> yeah. and you know who Aaron and Vince and Review Cultist are, please, please go watch the show. Please, it's there, it, yeah. I mean, there's still stuff that we haven't covered. Oh in yeah, the show as well. Um. And they, there's still probably some, yeah, there's still some surprises here and there. Yeah, we get, we left a few surprises. It's I mean, 13 episodes. Get, yeah. Come on. Oh, it's okay. Right. It's if you episodes. watch the Snyder yeah. cut, you can watch this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you sat through that. <laughs> um, Hold on. Doing the math. It was easily bingeable. Like I, I binged it in like at least two, in like yeah. about two days. Like I, I think Maybe. I watched seven episodes the first day and then i watched seven episodes the next day like it wasn't that hard the whole <laughs> series is probably in half an hour longer than the snyder cut you can do it <laughs> so it's five hours rather than four and a half <laughs> just add an hour extra hour in your day budget figure it out i'm not here to tell you how to do it yeah i mean i'm not saying tell your loved ones that goodbye i'm leaving you all so i can watch an anime that's I mean you can watch it casually. You don't have to yeah. watch it all in one sitting, but it, it's not gonna take it's not a Naruto. Yeah. Oh god. Don't get me started on how to watch Naruto. I please. I since our last talk, guys, I, I did sit down and try start I start rewatching like watching it since like the one time I tried wa- like watching through the series back in college, and I got maybe an arc farther than I did when I was in college. And that <laughs> oh, was the, the end of the fr- that big test in the woods. <laughs> like yeah after after that ends at naruto i think you could literally go it's like skip to the last like six episodes <laughs> it's that much fluff <laughs> do like i'm not i'm not gonna lie there are, there are very few consequential moments that happen in naruto's existence or story there um yeah so that shippuden is where naruto gets real good uh and also the middle of shippuden is where naruto gets real dumb so <laughs> It's like you I didn't got. Think that, wait, I didn't think that was possible. <laughs> Look, there's tiny Rasengans and shit that happen. It, it, yeah. You it's said fun. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I said words. I, I could, I could still just say more words that would make no sense and bother you and bother me because they bothered me when I watched it. <laughs> uh, one day, one day we'll do an anime rigamortis where we talk about Naruto and how we can make that horror because there are definitely some horror things in that series. But oh yeah. That is that's yeah, gonna be a, that's a multi- fun with that. <laughs> that yeah, I think a, we can leave Aaron out of that one. Yeah. <laughs> that is that is a multi-parter for another time. Is, that would be like a Vince takeover. The most terrifying thing is I just sit down and talk to your audience about Naruto. <laughs> it's just ca- the Captain America thing. It's like, so you you started watching Naruto and you're a creepypasta fan. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I think yeah, there's definitely stuff like I don't think we yeah we haven't spoiled anything like a whole we've spoiled some things about decadence, but there's still a lot in there that's worth checking out. Um, like there's definitely moments that we haven't touched on in that series that um, I think are still worth revisiting, like like rewatching the series. Um, and again, like it it it's hella existential horror, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, while also being like again like anti like like or anti-establishment and like anti-commercialism <laughs> to a degree or very like much a it's very much in the line of a sci-fi series where that uses a so, is a social commentary on i think that's on, on I real think that's world very themes. well said mm-hmm. just pulling that from my old sci-fi uh college course <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so yeah uh, we found yeah i guess that's the uh the episode um guys uh <laughs> where can they find kame house party <laughs> You, uh, Vince, I had to do my, have to buy, do my individual plug. Yeah, do, do your individual okay, plug yeah. and then I'll plug for both of us. Okay. Um, we, uh, I am on a podcast called Thinking Too Hard About Anime. Uh, I'm not only on it, I'm the co-host of it, uh, along with Noah Carden, who, who's been on the show before? Yes. Uh, yes, actually, when he was, uh, doing Maple Syrup Blood Money, I had him and, uh, and, uh, his co-host uh kyle kyle yeah yeah kyle on the show sorry wow i apologize kyle <laughs> that, that, that pod, it's been a while yeah um, been a while. But we, <laughs> but we but we do a podcast because thinking too hard about thinking too hard about anime um by the time this is released we will be in season two um which is much different from our first season where we just watched every episode of cowboy bebop and talked about it got to the history of it and did some analysis uh, this season, uh, we are looking into the life and times of Hideaki Anno, uh, the creator of Neon Genesis Evangelion. But we are not covering Neon Genesis Evangelion. We're covering all of his other his earlier animation works, his live action. Um, we're getting deep into him because there's a lot of stuff that he's done that people don't really know about that we want to bring to light. And we are calling it Hideaki Hideaki Anno Domini. Mm, nice. Snap. Are you guys going to be covering Shin Godzilla? Uh, yeah, the, yes. We're, we'll probably end the season with Shin Godzilla and then hopefully Shin Ultraman. Ooh. Uh, if that decides to come out. <laughs> I know it got pushed back. Yeah. But, but that's me personally. I'll, I'll let Vince handle the rest. And then for more Aaron and Vince content, you can go to KameHouseParty.com, search for Kame House Party, that's K-A-M-E-H-O-U-S-E-P-A-R-T-Y, wherever you get your podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all, all the social medias. And then we also have a Patreon if you feel like you'd like to. Uh, donate and help support the show financially. If you're able, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Kame House Party and you can sign up for any of our tiers. We've got a $5 tier where you get access to the KHP pregame where we just take a few minutes before we record our episode, our normal episode to talk about whatever we want. Um, I think as, as the time that we're recording this, a big kaiju movie has come out and we talk about that on the patreon and then also at our ten dollar tier you get access to our monthly live stream where you have voting rights to help us decide what to do for you uh then we also have a joke tier that's nine thousand uh but that's just a joke what nine thousand oh there it is uh so you can catch kame house party every tuesday the regular podcast is free every tuesday you can get it 
Uh, and then if you feel like doing all that extra stuff, head on over to the Patreon and uh, keep keep, keep uh, you know, supporting Al Dente Rigor Mortis and review cultists because everything is all great. I appreciate that vote of confidence. It's <laughs> all great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I, I, I fully support Kame House Party and thinking too hard about anime. Uh, it got me to rewatch. Actually, you guys, I think I heard about uh, that. Like, I heard um, thinking too hard about anime uh, and that you guys were doing Cowboy Bebop. And I had not seen Cowboy Bebop. I, I had it on my shelf, but I had never gotten around to sitting around and watching it. So I watched it all before starting com- uh, thinking too hard about anime and basically just followed it along with, with you guys. So. Yeah, 100% looking uh, like I, I support you guys on that. Looking forward to season two of Think Too Hard About Anime. <laughs> Thank, um, you. Thank you very much. We're, we're, it's going to be more work, <laughs> but, we're, but we're ready for it. And, and I'm sure one day I will, I will muster up the courage to do a one minute roundup in, Alda, in, in the cultist voice for y'all. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, you, I've said, been, it, I've you been, said it on a podcast. It's got to come true. I've been, I've been, yeah, I've been thinking about it since the new year. Uh, since you guys started doing like getting the, like a lot of them in, like a lot of the one minute roundups is like, oh god, like it'd be really funny if I just did like the cultist voice and did like a, a cultist roundup. Here's, uh, here's one. Here's a free one for you and or your listener. You David Lynch it. You record it back. You record it backwards, <laughs> but then pl- you say it backwards and then record it, then reverse that, and then it's maybe legible. Oh my god! No, I gotta. Good luck. Oh Jesus <laughs> Christ! Okay, Aaron out, Aaron out here giving out homework assignments. I love it. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Oh, we we shit <laughs> our the the we shit our pants on. Oh my god! I guess look to that audience. <laughs> Ooh. But yeah, and if you want to get a hold of Aldeni Rigamortis or myself, um, we, you can leave us a ah, words. <laughs> you can leave us a uh, uh, a comment in the comment section below where this gets posted, whether it be on Podbean, Facebook, YouTube, Tumblr. I'm on Twitter at Review Cultist. I'm basically the the show's correspondent. Uh, if you'd like to email us, we have Aldente Rigamortis at gmail.com. That's A-L-D-E-N-T-E-R-I-G-A-M-O-R-T-I-S at gmail.com, where you can leave us creepypastas, SCPs, spooky things, animes that are spooky as well, or have spooky themes in them if you think about them too hard. <laughs> ha, ha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. We'll, we'll, we'll add them to the list, we'll discuss them, watch them. <laughs> we'll, yeah, we'll watch them even. <laughs> <laughs> we discuss them, uh, or we'll read them and and what have you. Uh, if you'd like to help support us financially, you can go to Patreon at Aldente Rigamortis. We have special episodes, early access, extra content. Thank you for being a patron. If you already are, you're helping keep those hosting bills at bay, and we very much appreciate it. It's very, it's basically a Cthulhu-y monster that we have to sacrifice um, money to. It's it's capitalism. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what hosting bills are. Mm-hmm. Um, so. And to you listening and the creators of these animes, thank you immensely. Because without your listenership, it would be like speaking into the void. Uh, thank you immensely. Uh, so until next time, I have been your host, Review Cultist. I've been your guest, Aaron. And I've been your other guest, Vince. And this has been Aldente Rigamortis Presents Anime Rigamortis. Sleep well. Good night. Nothing scary is going to happen to me.
let's get. <laughs> I was kind. Oh, I'm not I thought lie. Vince was gonna come spook oh, me. Okay. Oh, that's my that's bad. Fine. That's oh, fine. you guys should totally do. <laughs> you were like, that's. You didn't want to disturb me. I I, I had such a sweet uh, yeah. look on my face. Uh, yeah, and I know you have you haven't been sleeping well. <laughs> I've I've been uh, colicky. Allergies. My boy doesn't sleep well at all. 